We have heard the stories. We have cried our fair share of tears. Today, we celebrate our fallen heroes. 2010-2020. We will never forget. Nigeria will never forget. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Daria Daniels, and you are listening to Grown, the podcast for all things adulting. If you're new here, um, <laughs> we talk about everything that relates to us as adults, you know, you know, transitioning into adulthood, really, because we're not adults yet in the full term of the word. Anyway, today... I will be talking about the NSARS protests, how they came to be, my views on the whole issue in its entirety, and uh, really just to share my thoughts with you guys. First of all, this is my heartfelt, sincerest condolences to every single family and every single person who either lost their loved ones or people who lost their lives in fighting for a country that doesn't even care about us. And it's crazy to think how we'll continue to step up to the plate and how we'll continue to fight because we want our children to look back and say nah that generation did not keep silent that generation did not stay quiet and so we'll continue to rise up (sighs) all right guys so first things first if you're not nigerian or you're not really aware of the nsas protests I ask that you take your time and listen to this episode with careful compassion and care and that you try to understand what is going on. I would also really love to hear your views at the end of this episode. And I know I say this all the time, but um, usually, you know, you guys just listen and walk away. But this is something that's important and very dear to my heart. So especially if you listen on Spotify, there's this new community feature where I can drop a question and then you guys can like give me your views, your thoughts, answers, stuff like that. We also have an Instagram page. If you guys are already aware, it's at Grown the Podcast. Um, Also, make sure to hit that subscribe, follow button, whatever. (laughs) To be honest, I'm really not in a good mood because... um, as much as I laugh about it and say, oh, I want to leave, this is my country, whether I like it or not. I was born here. I grew up here. I have family here. And so it is very important to me what goes on around me. And it hurts my heart to see that our people are being killed by our people. Now, I'd also like to note that I don't have full, broad knowledge 
but I did do my research before coming to talk about this because this is not like you know this is not like any simple matter that I can just come you know talk my own and walk away it doesn't work like that it's crazy because I have friends who went out for these protests who were on the front lines I have family members who went out to see what was going on who contributed who marched and every single day I was so scared asking myself the question would they be back would they come back home the fact that I even had to question that is what makes us understand the gravity of the situation in the first place all right let's get right into it guys be back after the intro we're back okay guys let's get right into it what is NSAS was the movement about what is it in its entirety NSAS is a social movement and a series of mass protests against police brutality in Nigeria if you want it plain and simple but to be honest NSAS is way more than that it's a collection of cries cries for help for what's really going down in this country but on the surface level is lots and lots of protests that funny enough didn't just start in 2020 people have been crying out about this shit as far back as 2017 then if you look at it in its entirety we've literally been crying out since this country was handed its independence i mean are we even independent but that's the topic for another day sars stands for special anti-robbery squad a notorious unit of the nigerian police with a long record of abuse the protest which takes its name from the slogan started in 2017 as a Twitter campaign using the hashtag NSARS to demand the disbanding of the unit by the Nigerian government. After experiencing a revitalization in October 2020, following more revelations of the abuses of the unit, mass demonstrations occurred throughout the major cities of Nigeria, accompanied by vociferous outrage on social media platforms, and even those in the diaspora. About 28 million tweets bearing the hashtag NSARS have been accumulated on Twitter alone. The protest is notable for its patronage by demographic that is made of entirely young Nigerians. The movement has since expanded to include demands for good and accountable governance. Now, why were we marching? why were we complaining causes killings murder assault harassment by sars lack of freedom of expression okay guys so ba i decided to take human rights this year why 
at first it was just i can't take family law disastrous i was also thinking oh maybe criminology but like i was like "Mm, not really then i sat back to think i mean we say we have rights but (laughs) they are never enforced like literally never and it's funny to see how in a country that claims to love its people so much does absolutely nothing to help them to be honest uh Najanoritos. Anyways, 20th of October 2020, the day the Nigerian government massacred its own people. I say massacred, that even sounds very mundane. Murdered, the day the Nigerian government murdered its own people. I mean, some people might say, oh, that sounds harsh. I mean, I've had so many views on that. Some of them very quite insane and absolutely ridiculous. And some of them on the right track, like myself, because that's what it was, murder. I don't know if you guys remember, on this very day at the Lekki Tollgate, we watched live and I mean alive. I mean, thank God for technology, but we were able to see these things happening in real time. Nobody say, I heard. Nobody say, then tell me, say it happened. Live. We saw these things going down. And yet, our country did nothing about it. What did they do? They tried to shut down the internet. Please. Okay, let's give you guys a little backstory. This episode is going to be quite short because as much as I want to say every single thing that's on my mind, like I said earlier, kind of country we live in, I could be next. And so, I'm going to keep it simple. 8th of October. Youths gathered in front of the government house, protested, peaceful protests by the way, slept outside the gate. We had so many celebrities who joined in the protests, such as Fowles, Runtown, Don Jazzy, etc. On the 10th of October, that was two days after, the Nigerian police started dispersing youth with tear gas and water. Amazing individuals such as the likes of Aisha Yusufu, who is the co-founder of Bring Back Our Girls, and Rini Odola were reportedly manhandled. These are things that we heard. These are things that we saw. (laughs) It's crazy because all these things sound like facts and files they sound like plain ass history but guess what we were not done it's happening right now 
tons of people were murdered tons of people were killed i can't give you guys a proper interview or get to speak to some of these people or get to listen to their stories but if you'd like to listen to some stories which i found very heartbreaking listen to the latest episode of i said what i said it's a podcast show if you don't know it i don't know what you're doing but it is and you should go listen to the latest episode because they had the privilege of interviewing certain people who had one-on-one live experiences with these so-called murderers now my views first of I understand that a lot of people have views in which they say things like the police were also going through shit. Just so you know, every single person who has ever told me that, I no longer speak to them. Now, I agree. In a country where everything comes full circle, think about it the people let me give you guys a very simple um you know layout there's these people at the top i know if you all play chess there's the king there's the queen there are pawns there are rooks we are the pawns the kings and queens are in high places now we have their rooks and then their knights. These are those that they send out on errands to do their dirty work. These are people they put at the forefront of all their absurd missions. Now these people also have people under them. Who are, to be honest, also pawns. I mean, that's why there's so many of them. They're pawns, but they don't know it. So these pawns are the ones who are used as instruments. They give them duties. They don't pay them enough. They don't take care of them. They really don't care about them either. Now, this frustration, this pain has obviously accumulated over time. Those killings, all the issues we have now, all the issues we've had since then, all the issues we still have presently did not come about in one day. This is obviously a build-up of things that have happened over and over and over again. Now, I get it. People get frustrated. People get angry. I've been serving a country that doesn't give two Fs about me for most of my life. But then, your solution is to kill and extort and harm and injure the people who you swore to protect. Like, I don't get it while in the same shoes. Think about it from my view. I'm a pawn. You're a pawn. We're both being used to play this game. Why do you feel like the solution is to murder me or to get me out? Oh, you think if I'm out of the picture... You suddenly become what? A rook or a knight? Please.
you're still a pawn and you can be as easily discarded as you discarded me it's funny how these things happened live and direct like please is it juju and they still had the nerve the audacity to deny it like you have blood on your hands just say i have blood on my hands you committed murder admit to it it's not that hard if it was easy for you to call the order that your own people your own citizens who put you in power if it was so easy for you to say kill them all it should be easy for you to say i killed them all i mean it's obviously something to be proud of because i don't see any changes all i see are audio bands like i said earlier this is something that has been going on since 2017 we've been complaining about this shit since 2017 and we're in 2021 and what's even more crazy on the day we chose to celebrate our fallen heroes and pay homage to the people whose lives were lost at the front line of battle you still have the nerve to cause more havoc say their names remember those who stood and fought that when you go back you can tell your children and your children's children about the day when nigeria killed its own people the same place where these things happened in the same way that people stood up to fight for these things i mean i don't understand how you still can't see that there is a problem like are you blind you know what i don't understand is how Please, first of all, I don't even get it. How is this guy still in power? How is it that so many lives were lost and life went on as if nothing had happened? I mean, he still had the nerve to go ahead and ban the only thing that made us feel like we were being heard even though it's not like we're actually being heard and just so you're not informed you were not you know properly informed there was an announcement that was made about SARS being disbanded I call it an announcement an audio ban if you will because you and I both know they're still very much active. They're still very much hunting people down, stopping people, taking charge, taking away our freedom of expression. I mean, how can I live in a country where I can't wake up and speak because every single thing I say is being counted against me? Where privacy is literally nothing 
because you don't even have it. Where anything can be used against you as a crime or as a fault or a flaw. I mean, at this point, you know, we used to say things like, oh, what's the worst that could happen? You could be murdered. You could be killed. I mean, the fear, the pain is so much now that I could literally be sitting with my friends and I'd be feeling like I'd have to count the moments I have with them because guess what? They could step out and never come back in because we still have such heartless people out there doing their dirty work. Now, I want you to remember my analogy. All this back and forth, back and forth, there's really nothing to talk about. I just know that as much as, you know, there's a lot of bad, it's also the beginning of good things. How? Why? This was the beginning of a revolution. It's beautiful to see that we have chosen to fight back. And I strongly believe that we'll continue to fight back. And I hope for ourselves that we continually remember the names of those who took it upon themselves to fight for us, to fight for our nation. Recently, someone asked me a question as to why our parents don't get it. I asked this question myself. When the end house protests were going on, I sat down with my parents and I asked, do you know what's happening? Do you know that people my age, people my age group, people who are not that much older than me, people who are old enough and young enough to be your kids are out there being murdered? And at first, they didn't get it. Do you know why? Our parents lived in a time where things were not as bad as this. And I know things have always been horrible in Nigeria. Like literally, is there a time where it was ever really good? But the thing is, back then, they still felt a bit like their views were being heard. There wasn't this much outrage. And also back then, they really even couldn't find the flaws. Like the flaws were there, they were glaring, but they didn't care enough to be bothered because the appropriate services were being rendered. I don't know if you get it. But in our time, we are so awake. It gladdens my heart that our eyes are wide open. We're in times of shine your eye. It was glaring to see and we saw it, we see it. And I had to explain to them why this was so important to me, to them, to everyone who marched, and why it should be important to them too. 
because it's funny how my brother could go out he would be profiled and before the end of the day god forbid it our family would get a phone call that he wasn't coming home and why because some policeman because some sars officer killed him and why because he wouldn't open his phone or even for a more stupid reason let me guess because he had twitter on his phone the outrage at these inhumane acts is unbelievable but i pray and i hope that we will not rest we will not rest until our voices are heard we will not rest until our voices are louder than the death we won't rest until our voices are louder than their backlash and we won't rest until our voices are louder than their silence i mean i know for a fact that i won't rest and i hope that you won't too i know for a fact that i didn't delve as deep as i wanted to but to be honest, I really just wanted to pay homage to people who have gone through some stuff. And also give people who have no idea what this is about some background knowledge on what's been going on in Nigeria so far. <sighs> Alright guys, that's pretty much it. This episode is not about whether you enjoyed it or not, to be honest. The whole purpose was to make you think, to make you remember, and to make you realize that your voice is important and you need to use it at every given opportunity that you have. I'm using mine. You should use yours too. Alright guys. We've come to the end of this episode. Remember their names. Say their names. I love each and every one of you. And um, I hope that you stay safe. Most especially in these times. Uh, Follow the podcast if you want I guess at um growing the podcast on instagram and uh, yeah comment let's have a conversation this will be going up on the 21st of october which is tomorrow which is also when i will be posting this on our social media platform so I want you guys to go over there, use the hashtag NSAS Memorial, and do the needful. Thank you very much for listening. I have been your host, Dario Daniels, and I am signing out.